Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Disruption Blueprint was previously known as War Room Huddle. Please continue to enjoy this content as you build your practice for the future. Welcome to War Room Huddle, where we empower independent financial advisors to be the CEO of their practice, not the COO. Today, I am joined in the studio with Chase Crump. Pleasure to be here. so excited about this, uh, this conversation uh, Chase is an advisor with WFA in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna really like turn the heat up today and get into um, get into some personal stuff. Uh, you have you have been on a journey these uh, these past you know I guess ten years. Uh, yeah, I would say that for sure. Yeah, you've you've been on a journey for these last ten years. Professionally speaking, you've navigated a a really complex and very successful succession plan right to uh, to uh, you know with the founder of WFA to really emerge as a leader of of that firm you're the father of three beautiful girls your wife is this like unbelievably successful fitness entrepreneur and what i love most about you and what i i want to really talk about today is throughout all of that You've really brought, like, you've really been heart forward. You've brought a tremendous amount of authenticity to to not only your professional role but your personal role, and you really strive to bring that out in um, in everyone who's around you. So this is not the usual conversation that we have, uh, which is, I think, part of what's really changing this this industry. And I want to start by asking you, like. Why be a financial advisor? What about this profession fulfills you personally? I didn't, um, in the beginning, you know, I didn't realize that. You know, I thought, you know, stock market was interesting. You know, I felt like you could have a good career. But I didn't realize, or the deeper I get into it, the more longer I do it, I realize just how much help people need with finances. You know, I mean, it's not rocket science. I tell people that all the time. If you understand basic math, you can understand our business. But a lot of people have different, you know, different ways of life, right? They have their own career. They have other focuses. They don't want to focus the time necessary to really leverage the power of the capital markets. I mean, think how powerful that is. It sets people up for retirement. It allows, you know, kids to go to college, allows your business to start, allows dreams to come true, right? You can really leverage it. So um, just knowing that we're, knowing that clients are well taken care of, and that we're helping them cross the bridge between wherever they wherever they are, where they want to go, and knowing that's happening and giving peace of mind, right? When I get off, when I talk to a client and they say, um, they say something like, oh, how's it been going? Chase said, I haven't even been paying attention to my accounts. I hope you're not calling me with bad news. I'm like, no, no, everything's <laughs> fine. I was just, you know, I was just checking in on you. Well, I haven't been worried about it. You know, you give me peace of mind. They'll say that in some way. And that's what to me is most fulfilling. I just, uh, again, going 
going back to the point that it's hard to get good financial advice. There's so much noise that's out there today. I can feel from a client standpoint that it's very overwhelming, can be very confusing. So to be able to be very confident that a one-of-a-kind investment experience is being delivered from them and they're getting above-average financial advice, I mean, that's what, that's what really drives me. You have this, um, I think, incredible intentionality. Like when when I've sat in on your your weekly meetings, you really care. You have a tremendous amount of empathy. You really care about how people feel. And it, it, I think it's a result of how intentional you are about caring for your own spirit and what you do to really set your mind in the right place every single day to be able to go out there and live you know, WFA's motto of plan, invest, inspire. Talk about like what you do to really energize your soul and, and, and think about setting that intentionality and that mindset. It's so important, right? Like I think your spirit, you know, what drives you, what motivates you every day, like you protect that at all costs, right? Um, I mean, we live in a culture that doesn't necessarily preach self-care and self-love. But it's so important, the better you take care of yourself, the more you are fulfilled. If you fill your cup, you will overflow. You know, I believe that. If you empty that cup, you don't have anything to share. So it's kind of ironic to think that our culture will tell us to not focus on ourselves, but it's so important. It'll make you better in anything that you do. You know, so, I mean, I try to set that intention. Maybe I'm very, I'm very strict on the time to feed myself, you know, or to make sure I feel, I feel, you know, fulfilled where I can go up by my day and do my best. So um, you think of a child as a parent, like you're not, you will protect the child with your life. I mean, I would look at your own spirit like that. If you see a child walking out into the street, you're not going to sit and wait a couple minutes. Like you're going to get up immediately from whatever you're doing and protect your child in that way or protect your spouse in that way. It's, I think it's very important. You have to view your spirit the same way. And if you do, and if you take, and it doesn't have to be a tremendous amount of time. I think if people get wrapped up in, you need to spend hours a day doing this. No, it could be as simple as taking 30 seconds or a minute, just doing something for yourself, set you up to continue to do the best work, live the best life, give the best advice, and just do do the best work you can in people's lives, I feel. So, um, but you're really intentional about like your meditation practice, and you're intentional about how you start your day. Sure. I think... You know, I would count myself as one of those who wishes I had a, you know, a more committed meditation practice. And the reality of it is I haven't made it a priority, but I find it really inspiring the way that you have dedicated your, 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 your priorities to meditation. So talk to us about that. Like, what does your morning look like? How did you get into that habit of meditation and how has it changed you? Man, it's just, uh, it's like, all, it's an evolving thing, right? Like it always, like all those pieces. Um, but probably, I mean, when I wake up, there's probably like a one hour, two hour period that I can beat my family up and my girls up before my house gets, you know, when the day, when the day begins, <laughs> that that's the only time that I know I can get some combination of quiet time, whether it's reading or whether it's meditation or whether it's exercise or, um, Probably the cool thing that it's evolved for me is that you can find meditation um, practices in a lot of different ways, right? So like to your point, you haven't quite found how you fit it in your schedule. I would say don't think of meditation as you got to be in lotus position for two hours like a Buddhist monk. Like, 
you're running you're running on R8. I mean, I doubt that you have that kind of time. Um, but maybe it's like 30 seconds before you get out of bed, you just say a couple of things that you're grateful for. That's meditation. Just focusing your mind, simply quieting your mind and focusing on something for a period of time. That's all meditation is. So you can listen to music for five minutes. That's meditation. You can go for a walk by yourself with no distractions. Five, ten minutes, that's meditation. You can meditation, you can meditate by journaling. I mean, anything that you focus on by reading. So don't think you just have to be sitting still. I mean, and you can read into that. There's so many different outlets that you can use. So with that one to two hour period, I find some combination of the outlets that I've built for myself. And depending on the day or what else I got going on, how much time I have, I get a lot of like it's like I got a lot of tools in the tool shed, depending on which ones I need to use that day. So I kind of approach it like that. Um, but the mind wants to be still. If you think of the mind as a glass of water, like, or, you know, the liquid that's in this cup right now, it wants to be still. Its natural state is still. The mind is like that. You know, we live our culture, you know, we're always getting hit. I mean, a million times a day with all kind of information, all kind of feel like, oh, like too much information. If we shake the glass, the liquid will disrupt, but it will eventually settle back down. So think of, your mind gets disrupted all the time, but always wants to settle down. So even if it's for 30 seconds, even if it's for a minute, and I'll, you you just build all, you, the more you practice anything, the better you get. And I feel like the more I practice it, the, the more time I get to stay in it, right? Like I've found more time because I've just started with 30 seconds or a minute. But I feel like just clarity, giving yourself space to deal with the, whatever you're dealing with in life, business, making a business decision, Dealing with family, dealing with personal life, it gives you meditation, gives you the space to deal with that. For me, it gives me a lot of clarity. It make uh, it gives me a lot of you know just stillness and balance, uh, balance or just quiet time. And I feel the longer I've done it, so now that I'm thinking through it, and I don't do it every day. You got to let go of that. Let go of that. You know, it can't be perfect. The minute I tried to stop being perfect at it, mm -hmm. it's like when it all came together. And if I don't get a day in or if it goes a couple of days, I always know I can return to it. But it feels like the flow of life has changed. Um, I, mean, I mean, just looking at work with Danny or our business or work with y'all, it's like the flow of things keep happening at a quicker pace in an easier pace. Mm -hmm. um, it's like almost allows you to reach your potential easier because your mind and your body and your soul and your spirit are, are set up well for it just by taking a tiny break. So, um, well, I feel like, you know, for there's so much grace in what you just said. Like, I've never thought about the fact that I spend the first couple minutes when I wake up running through what am I grateful for? Yeah. I think about pray, you know, I pray, I think about that very intentionally, but I've always kind of been more judgmental with myself and never thought of that as meditation. I've always yeah. like in my mind, oh no, I need to meditate. I need to yeah. be sitting here and like listening to some kind of right. meditation chanting music and then it'll right. be official. And uh, it can be, but it don't have to be. Happening. It don't have to be. You know, I think that's what makes it easy. I think that's what, I bet you'll find easier ways to do it now that you don't think you have to be completely still for 30 minutes. Yeah. Music is is hugely important to you. And I'll be honest, like you will post songs on like LinkedIn. And when I first saw that, I was like, gosh, that's so weird because LinkedIn doesn't really seem to be like the forum for sharing something so personal about music. And and why is that being posted? And then the more I really saw what you were posting and why you were posting and I was thinking about 
this outreach that whether it was intentional or unintentional that you were making to your clients on LinkedIn, to the people who were following you, it was a real call to arms. It was a like, you know, take a minute, like how, you know, how, how did you come to the decision to want to share music? Because I think especially as a financial advisor, you know, we have this idea, a little bit like my idea about meditation. The only right. thing I'm going to post on LinkedIn is a relevant article about tax planning from CNBC. And here you are posting this like deeply soulful song. Like, right. you know, just what's, talk to us about that, that. about that. What's that about? I feel, I mean, and... There's stuff that goes on my feed that's finance related, but I feel like all that content is out there. Like they are covering the financial <laughs> markets. There's plenty of people doing that. I don't. I would just be one more person doing that. Uh, and I like to put out and share good good information. Um, music is so motivating. You know, it's so inspiring. You know, um, and it's universal. You know, no matter where we come from, they can trace music back to the roots of human origin. Right. I mean, it's always it's always been there. So I don't know, just to kind of change, you know, throw something different out there and maybe connect with somebody. So the first first post I ever posted was this badass live version of All Along the Watchtower by Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, like this excellent group. And uh, I got a response back from somebody I, that just follows me that it made his day. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, that is so cool. Like he was having that it just reached. And that's in my mind, that's what I'm hoping yeah. to do. So I don't know what satellite it is, but I don't know when they did it. I think it was, some, I don't know. There's a satellite flying through space that's like going into the outer reaches of the universe. And they've, the I guess NASA, I don't know who did, scientists put different things from Earth on it. And uh, they put they put a song in there. Like somewhere in that satellite, there's this soulful woman singing the blues. Oh. And that's what they decided to send out in the space. <laughs> so I'm like... Like, who's receiving that somewhere on the other end? Like, that's, they're trying to, that's what they decided to share about the human race. Like, whatever that's in there. So, to me, it's kind of like doing that. In another life, I feel like I could be a DJ. I'm just sending stuff out that's motivating me, touching me, inspiring me. And maybe, you know, it would inspire somebody else, make somebody stay, you know. And, like you said in the beginning, just taking time. I feel like in the middle of a stressful situation or you're feeling overwhelmed, sometimes just taking two or three minutes, a break, which technically, like we were talking about, is meditation. You sit and just listen to a song with no other distraction for three to five minutes. You meditate, and if you, whether you know it or not, and you probably feel better, like, that's, right after it, you know? And well, and it, it's funny, because music is, as you said, such a, a unifier. I mean, ask anybody, what's your favorite song, or what's your right. favorite, you know, genre of music, or, or singer, or band? But you could have an hour-long completely passion-led conversation. Oh, yeah. No one's sure. ambivalent about music. Right. Yeah, you'll find some connection somewhere. And that just changes it. You think from like a advisor-client relationship, the more that you can connect on those kind of levels, the deeper your relationship's going to be, the more you're going to know about the client, the more they're going to know about you, the more comfortable they're going to be sharing stuff with you or sharing real. And until we get the real stuff from the client, you know, we can't, we can always do a better job with the more, the better information we have, right? So, and just, uh, you know, again, I think the world's bigger than work. Or like our life is bigger than just what we do. So just trying to make connections with people, clients that go beyond just managing money is important. It is, um, 
it is it is kind of everything. And I think that this is one of the big shifts that's happening in the industry as a whole is as financial advisors are starting to think of the, about themselves as financial life coaches and they're realizing it is so much more than just being great at planning and, and helping someone be a good steward of their resources. It's how how do you live richly? But I think how that is conveyed in an authentic way is for the advisor to actually be a real person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, we've struggled with that. I mean, I grew up in the business that you kept yourself, you know, your other parts of your personality behind the door. Yeah. And now I feel, again, like you said, people, money's a very emotional thing. It's very important to a lot of people. I mean, other than health and family is right there. I mean, it's not a, it's very important to people. It's a very important resource. So again, the better you can connect with people, the better it's all going to work out, the better all around job you can do. Well, one thing that I've, um, I've always loved about like your, your, your mind and your thoughts on the industry is you've always been a little bit of a rebel. Like you've way before it was fashionable or acceptable to work from anywhere. You were working from anywhere way before it was kind of a, a you know appropriate office attire you would show up in a blazer and a concert t-shirt and jeans or you know your girls have always kind of been running around in the back of of right. calls that we've had how have your clients reacted to you having like a very unconventional kind of just way that you carry yourself like you're incredibly successful WFA is almost $400 million firm in, in Shreveport. You guys are growing like crazy. You're the next gen of a, of, you know, the, of building the future state of our industry. So you have all these hallmarks of success, but you're doing it in a very different way. And in, and in a way, like how have your clients and prospects responded to that? They've loved it. It's been so, that was not, it would not have been my guess. You know, the moment that you start, peeling back your own layers in breaking out of that shell or that box of what you think you're supposed to be in. It's like everything else just keeps developing and more doors start opening and more things start happening. Um, they love seeing me without a suit and tie. I mean, <laughs> when I got into the business, I remember, I remember thinking in my mind, that was my mindset. I'm going to wear a suit and tie every day, the rest of my life. Nobody's <laughs> telling me nothing different. And then the moment I started changing it, I had a client in this week and they've been my clients for, maybe 15 years, they had never seen me in, without a suit and tie, I just had jeans and a polo on. Um, and I think you can still, you can bring a lot of your own style and you can still be professional in a dress down way. The response from my clients has been that they've loved seeing me like that, like it's just being a little more human, there's a little more connection happening. And I think the world kind of, I mean, 2021, yeah. looking forward, I think the world's just changing on what's, uh, on which you have to wear to work or why there has to be a certain thing that you have to wear, something like that. But anything to me that makes a stronger connection with my client, I want to be doing. And then I found that I'm more relaxed. Even having a jacket on today, I was joking with Dana. I was like, man, I'm restricted in this thing. Can't move my arms. Um, I find that I'm more relaxed. If I'm more, if I'm in comfortable clothing, I'm more relaxed. My mind's more relaxed and I can do better work. If I'm in a better state, Anything that I do for a client or for work or studying or re reading or anything I do, it's, it feels like it's easier, it's better, and I get to the end of my day. And I love not, I love getting home and staying in my clothes. Yeah. I used to hate having to take my girls want to jump on me, you know, play with me, and I can't do it until I get out of this 
suit. So that's been a cool piece of it too. Are you an advisor looking to make the move to independence? RFG Advisory is an innovator in the wealth management industry with a winning culture and a fully integrated tech platform designed to help advisors take their practice to the next level. Let us get to know you at rfgadvisory.com. You and I are both huge Peloton fans. Uh, you know, we love, we're, we're like Alex. Oh, for sure. Groupies. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes at the very beginning of, of quarantine, you know, he's out there. He's like, you can't quarantine hustle. Right. I was like, amen. Like, you can't quarantine hustle. I know that you have a lot of motivational quotes and a lot of that stems from your, you know, pre pre-financial advisor life, you played professional baseball. Right. So what are, you know, why does, what are you getting out of like a motivational workout like that? How do you channel that competitive spirit that you obviously really fine-tuned playing at that high level in your sport? How do you bring that to your professional life? Like how has that influenced you? So I think channeling it. So that's like, how do you channel like I was thinking about that. How do I channel that energy? Because I feel like it's always there. But you make a good point. Even if I think we all have spirit, we all have something that drives us. But how do you channel it? For me, any of the meditation practices help channel that. Uh, it, listening to music, any of that helps channel, helps inspire uh, from that standpoint. Uh, to me, being on that bike is motivation. Whether you're on there for 10 minutes and doing a very light workout or you're grinding through a hard 45 minute or hour workout on that thing. You can, you are not thinking about anything else right. when you're on that bike, right? You are very, you have to be very focused um, to make it through that kind of thing. Um, the benefits, I mean, there's so many, I mean, it's well documented all the benefits of exercise and all that sets you up to do well. So I, I think I'd approach it from that standpoint, but from a, uh, and that's what motivates me to do it every day. I feel it like it puts me in a better state to perform and do the work that I need to do. Um, I love from a sports background. I think I channel just my approach to my approach to baseball. Right, I crush the basics. You gotta you gotta do the basics day in day out. If you're good at the fundamentals, you have appropriate technique and improve your technique. Then sky's the limit. Right, always be improving. Um, you know, it's not ever good enough. You could always be a little bit better um, on that, you know, that never-ending journey. Doing that and then teamwork, right? Like bringing the teamwork concept to business, right? You know, nothing good is accomplished alone. None of us can do anything impactful in a vacuum, right? Uh, so bringing my, my experience with team and building a team and building camaraderie and building a culture, a winning culture, you know, bring that to the business every day and, you know, just try to, be above average, right? Like I want to, I want to do above average for my clients and it's focusing on easy things like the basics, bringing that from sports background, I think is what allows me to do it. Do you have any motivational quotes with you? You've always got a good one. It feels like. Ooh, you know, I've been like, I've been stealing this one from you. The other day you told me everything you want is on the other side of fear. That's and that favorite. one has been in my mind a lot. Um, just as like we're approaching the year, we got a lot of new things on the horizon that we're doing business-wise or just sitting doing this. I love that. Um, I mean. 
It's so funny, you know, there was this, um, this picture floating around at the beginning of the year, the first, you know, obviously 2021 got off to kind of a crazy start. And it was this, this picture and I saw it on LinkedIn. I saw it on Facebook and I saw it on Instagram. I saw it like Twitter. I saw it everywhere. And it was like, you know, 2020 called and I want a refund. Right. You know, that's kind of the cliff note version of it. But the idea was like, you know, oh, it's kind of more of the same drudgery and I'm going to approach 2021 kind of limping out of the way I limped out of 2020. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, oh, hell no. Right. Like, absolutely not. Like, I don't want a refund. Right. I yeah. want I want to make this year the best year. I mean, I think 2020 and we've talked about this, you know, our heart really goes out. There was so much suffering to for so many but there were also so many benefits in terms right. of how our teams really came together. There was empathy and, and discussed in a way that hadn't been before. There was this, this acknowledgement that we really all had to work together to be able to succeed against this you know, tremendously volatile backdrop and if you had this 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 mission driven mindset throughout 2020 i feel like we exited the year and entered 2021 with so much clarity right and Agreed. that like everything you want is on the other side of the fear to me that like i want a refund on 2021 is like it's so much easier to oh i'm just going to choose fear i'm just going right. to hide yeah or be or you think of business as you look this year like what are you trying to accomplish this year? What's holding you back from doing the things and actually taking action to make to make your vision come true? Like, right? Like um the fear of failing or the feel that it won't work out or this I mean, fear keeps us from doing so many things that will be beneficial for us in our personal life, in my business life. And yeah, and you can't look in the rear view. I mean, there's a reason that the rear view is so small and the windshield is so big, right? You have to be looking ahead. The year is in our rear view. Uh, like like you said, I mean, it's affected so many people in so many different ways, but it doesn't matter. If you're in our business and you're running a financial practice, you don't need to be staring in the rear view. Uh, it's going to impact your business in the long run. You know, if you you have to be looking ahead, looking at how the landscape can change. Our industry is evolving so quickly, so fast in, in the information age that you're losing, you're losing precious time. Um, as you're building your business, as you're giving service to your clients, that, um, yeah. And if you don't have a little bit of fear in your life, if you're not doing something that scares you, you, and you don't have to do it every day, but if, if it ain't happening every once in a while, back to the our first talking about your spirit, your spirit will die if it's not, if you don't take some chances, if you don't take some risk, if you don't put yourself out there and be vulnerable. I mean, that's kind of like the spice of life, right? So, you know, advice on that's a, that's a perfect way to set up. Like, what's your advice for young advisors? I mean, you're a young advisor, but you're in in a position where, you know, you've been very successful and um, you're a part of a, a large firm. What's your advice to other 30 something, 20 something or even people who've looked at the, you know, especially women who've looked at this industry and recognize this would be a great second career. So what's your advice for people starting out in this business of how to become a successful advisor? I mean, I'd say first off, the demographics are set up so well for you. Like do a tiny bit of research and you will see the overwhelming evidence to be in our business. So I think you've picked a great business to be in, one that you can really, people really need a lot of help. 
uh, and you can so you can deliver that. I mean, that's a win-win, right? Um, always stay open to new ideas, right? New ways of doing things. The industry, again, is changing so fast, so quickly, evolving so much that you constantly have to be checking the status quo, trying new things, installing new technology. Um, you can't ever rest on that. Um, there's so many different ways to operate, to deliver you know, your value, it's not the same for everybody. I mean, don't try to take a cookie cutter approach. There's a lot of information that's out there that's against the norm that can help you continue to grow your business to whatever you would you would want it to be. You need some tech. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you got. I mean, you have to you have to invest in something. And there's a lot of options out there if you're if you're in the business or you're trying to make the decision. I know it's a big investment of time of money. Um, you just got to spend time on it, right? Spend time in, on your business, on your practice, doing, make sure you have clear intentions of where you want it to go. You can easily get lost in the day-to-day -day of your working in the business and not work on your business. So always have to dedicate time to that tech. Um, do above average work. If you just do a little bit above average. Get 1% better. I mean, day. a little bit, right? Like if average is 50%, if you just did 51%, 52%, you will have more work and you will your business will grow at a rapid pace. There will always be a demand for above average work. And in our business, I think that's really what a client pays us for, right? They're not paying us for average or below average right. advice. They they won't top they want to pay us. They deserve to get the best, right? So um learning, growing, learning the business, working on your practice. The investment side of things, I think advisors have uh shied away from really digging into what drives the capital markets. How does it operate? How does stocks operate? Like, how does the whole thing work? Commit time to that. I think that's very important. I think if you spend a small amount of time on that over the course of time, will make a dramatic effect on your business. All right. So you've been on this journey to get your CFA. I mean, you didn't right. have to do that. You already had the skill set. You had the clients and you, you, you wanted to. You wanted to have that innate confidence of truly understanding the capital markets. Like, sure. You're walking the walk of the advice that you're giving. Well, it's other than other than the knowledge and just the confidence that we I know that we're delivering something good to a client. The client doesn't have that understanding, but that again, that's why they hire me. I have I have the knowledge now that I know the work is up to par, right? Um there's been indirect benefits, right? Like I've uh, fallen in love with the study process. I mean, oh my God, it's been where it was in the beginning. It was kind of a grind to be two or three hours studying something, listening to lectures, doing questions, doing the work, where now it's kind of like a little free space. It's like, um, you know, I can go in, be completely under, un, not distracted for that period of time, gain new knowledge, and immediately step out of the library, wherever I'm at, my home, and I'm applying it to my clients. They, I mean, so it's, it's very, um, I can apply it every day. And then it's taught me how to, it's taught me how to work remotely has taught me how to break my schedule. It's forced me to do that where now that's kind of how I operate. Like now I can, it's okay if I don't go into the office all day, I can still, I can work from anywhere. It's given me confidence doing that. And it's given me confidence that the client doesn't expect me to be sit up and hold up in an office from some set period of time, uh, a certain schedule Monday through Friday. No, as long as the lines of communication are open, and as long as the work is getting done, then that's all they care about. So it's taught me to just keep trying new things, taking on new things, try to, like we said, break the wheel, disrupt yourself, 
and there's growth that comes in all that, right? So it doesn't feel like it's happening because it's happened so slowly day by day. But you look up and again, small things have a way of really compounding for you over time. So I'm very, I'm very. I love how you've reframed. I think that's such an important thing to do. Like you've reframed that study from like, oh, it's such a burden. It's such a grind. Right. To like, actually, I have the space to be to be focused and not distracted and really absorb this new knowledge. I mean, it it's like everything, a a hard workout. If you frame it like, oh, it's such drudgery instead. You know, one of the things I love and I think the Peloton teachers are awesome at that. They're like. Give thanks to your body that you can move, that you got out of bed this morning, that you have that. And I'm like, what a what an unbelievable way to have shift your mindset. Definitely. And you can do that. Think how much more enjoyable life is like that. If you're doing the things, if you if you if you're leaning in to things, if you're um, approaching your your things in life that way, that. You just get more out of it, right? If you're enjoying it. So, I mean, I would, I would, I'd certainly preach that too. If you're running a business, if you're running a practice, if you're in for our, our, our line of work, make sure you're doing the things that you like doing. Yeah. Um, you will be far better. You will take yourself further personally, professionally. If you, if you wake up and every single day that you're doing the things that you want to do, you know, and that you're, you're passionate about it. It's, uh, it's easy. It takes care of itself, right? It, it's, uh, it's funny how it's that a works. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that we both agree this is an unbelievable business. It's a great time to get into the business. Absolutely. And, you know, for uh, for anyone young who's thinking about it in college or a second career or struggling to, uh, to find your way, like, keep after it. Because Absolutely. this is one of the few places where you get to, you know, we, we call it, for us, culturally, we talk about a warrior- uh, mindset and a servant heart. And one of the things I love most about this business is it is service oriented. It's Absolutely. one of the few professions where that's the whole point. Right. Is helping people live right. their best life and make, you know, smart decisions for their family and for themselves. And Absolutely. What could what could be better than that? Yeah, for sure. I mean that's what there's a quote, we're all walking each other home, you know. And that's I mean that's what we're doing. So yeah, if you are interested in the business, I mean, there's no better time. And you just so happen to be the president of a RA that has a great platform to do it. And I promise you, you cannot do it alone. <laughs> you will be, you will hit your ceiling very quickly. So, you know, I'm very thankful for, it's a pleasure working with you, the RFG team. Um, I mean, y'all transformed our business. I mean, it's, it goes unsaid, but I know we would not be sitting here doing the things, talking about the topics we're talking about, looking forward to the future without a great collaboration. And, you know, that's a cool thing. It is. It's all, it's all about collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the synergy. It's the real thing. You, yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Well, this has been, I knew this was going to be great. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely, Shan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only.
It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.